It's beautiful Arizona. I mean, it's Super Bowl week, and this is the season finale of the all-time podcast season one. We got a little something different for you today, a little something special. I mean, we're breaking it all down. Game lines, prop bets, the whole analysis. Chiefs, Eagles, Bruce or Alec, play the music. Episode 16, all-time podcast with Luke Wilson. Special episode today, Luke. We got the Super Bowl special. How you doing, man? Belly, I got to get something off my chest, big dog. I mean, this is it. Season 1 finale, Super Bowl. We got to button this thing up, bro. Let's go. Let's cook. The All-Time Podcast with Luke Wilson. I'm your host, Luke Bellis, and welcome to the All-Time Podcast with Luke Wilson Super Bowl Special, or as I like to call it, the ATP WLSSBS. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue there. Joining me as always, a man who spent eight years in the NFL, averaged 7.7 yards per target, six full seasons with his Seattle Seahawks, Five golden rings! Four is what his career high in touchdowns is. Three, the number of teams he suited up for in the NFL. He had two stops with the Seattle Seahawks, and he's got one podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my good friend, Luke Wilson. I mean, Belly, that was electric, my guy. That was electric. I mean, I'm amped. Let's get it going. Let's do it, man. And let's just dive right into it. We got a jam-packed show today. Luke has some storylines that he's keeping an eye on. We have some brand new segments to debut. You even saw the, the brand new intro from the fellas out in Arizona. And uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and let's talk some ball. Luke, there's no better place to start here with a guy that you know very well, Steve Spagnolo, Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator. He's got a huge test this week, scheming up against an Eagles O-line that is solid, experienced, and not exactly fully healthy, but healthy enough to a point where all five week one starters are playing in the Super Bowl. What's he got to do this week to help out this Chiefs defense? I mean, he's got tough choices, Belly. And here's the thing that people don't realize. Not a lot of teams play defensive coverage the way the Chiefs do and Steve Spagnuolo does. He likes the pressure. He's an exotic blitz guy. He's you know going to bring a variety of different looks. But also on the back end, when they go to zone coverage, it's cover two and cover four. And the reality is when you play those two coverages, that means both of your safeties are out of the box. And what does this Philadelphia team love doing? Running the football. What are they great at doing? Running the football. So you're sitting here now and you're in a bind if you're Steve Spagnolo. Because the reality is if you sit back and play cover two and cover four and protect yourself from the big play, they're going to run it down your throat. They're going to methodically move down the field. Long drives. If you put that safety in the box... Now, all of a sudden, you're susceptible on the back end to some big throws, et cetera, et cetera. What to do? It's kind of like pick your poison with this offense. Your thought immediately goes, this is Steve Spagnuolo. Like you said, Belly, he can dial up blitzes. He can get pressure going on. But with this veteran O-line, Jason Kelsey calling the shots at center, I don't see them getting fooled. I think they can pick up these blitzes. What does Steve Spagnuolo do to me? He tries everything to take away the run game and make Jalen Hurts win this game with his arm. 
Jalen Hurts definitely can. He's proven that, but it's not the way the Eagles want to do it. So you pick your poison. I think he loads the box. I think they play some man coverage. And all of a sudden, the wide receivers and the tight end might be getting a little loose. Might be getting a little loose. And we're going to get to that Eagles offense a little bit later on in the show. But I want to talk about the Chiefs offense right now. Everyone's got Travis Kelsey circled. And whether he has a big night or the Eagles find a way to eliminate him from the game plan, Someone on this Chiefs team is going to have to make plays. Patrick Mahomes has attempted at least 30 passes in every postseason game he's played in his career. Kelsey's going to get his. Who's going to be the other guy contributing? To me, the next guy up in this game, Belly, is actually going to be Kadarius Toney. I mean, you've read the articles about him. They say he's dynamic. We saw him kind of grow into a role in this offense. And where my head goes is, what have we been talking about all week? This Eagles D-line, the amount of sacks they have, and I know we're going to touch on that later, but how do you alleviate pressure if you can't run the ball well? You said they love to throw it. He's throwing over 30 times almost every single game, sometimes many more than that, and you're not sure if you're going to have the time to let those deep developing routes go down the field. Where does my head go? I'm going wide receiver screens. I'm going bubbles. I'm going quick game. Now it gives you less when you're in this quick game. If you're Travis Kelsey, you have less time to work, kind of work moves and you know they're going to be keying on him. The next guy up to me right now is Kadaris Tony. You can throw screens to him. He can make a guy miss on the perimeter. You can throw a nice little bubble pass to him, and all of a sudden you got Noah Gray out there, a tight end that can also play as a little bit of a wideout, leading the charge, blocking. Again, I like Kadaris Tony to get involved, not only from a wide receiver standpoint, but almost like a running back, little bubble routes, little wide receiver screens. Yeah, so you mentioned screens, you mentioned quick game there. If it's not going to be Kadarius Tony, I do like that play. He seems like he's going to be healthy enough going into this game. If it's not going to be him, a guy that I have my eye on is Isaiah Pacheco. That's that's our guy, your guy and mine. He's he's helped us throughout the year. He's burned us a couple times this year, but he popped. He looked really good in that championship game. He had 16 touches against the Bengals. He was involved early and often in the offense. I, I, you know, you make a lot of good points about this, this Eagles defense. They got great corners. Mahomes is a very smart quarterback. I think he's going to take what the defense gives him. If it's not touch passes to Kadarius Tony or a screen to Kadarius Tony, I like them to get Pacheco involved early, often. And it's, 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 it's fitting that he wears that number 10 with the Chiefs because it's, it's just like watching, it's, it's not just like, it's just like watching Tyreek Hill. Like he's explosive and that dude runs hard. So I think Pacheco is going to make some plays in this Super Bowl. And we're going to touch on the Eagles on the other side here. This is where uh, if you wanted to sponsor the podcast, perhaps if you wanted to sponsor this episode, maybe your ad would be going right here. We'd be plugging your company. We'd be talking about your taglines. We'd be giving your 15% off code. And we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back on the other side. I might have played that video. Oh, shit. A hundred thousand times. He's cramped up. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Luke, we just touched on the Kansas City Chiefs, both sides of the ball there. Let's move it over to this Philadelphia Eagles team. The whole world thinks they're going to come out. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, run the ball, run the ball. You're zigging when everyone's zagging. Talk to me about Jalen Hurts in this passing game. I mean, you said it, Belly. We just talked about Steve Spagnuolo, and my opinion is they're going to shift from a little bit of what they normally do with the two high safeties, put a safety into the box to help out in this run game and try and slow it down. So now all of a sudden the pressure goes to Jalen Hurts. He's going to have to sling a little bit, which he can do. And my question to you is, Belly, if we're playing man coverage because we're playing cover one safety in the box, like I said, I mean, if we're playing off the ball on A.J. Brown, who's the next guy up who's going to eat for this offense? 
It's deep, man. They got, uh, you know, they just said A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. They got a solid tight end with Dallas Goddard. There's a, there's a ton of weapons in, in, on this offense taking on a defense that's pretty young. I mean, you just said it, Belly. They're, they're different players, and they're all just incredible athletes and incredible football players. So let's go through the big three to me, which is A.J. Brown. And here we go. A.J. Brown, what am I thinking? Okay, first and foremost, even if their run game slowed down, little RPO with a big body slant on the outside, I mean, you're taking that all day. Next thing, I mean, the guy can run and he's huge. We've seen the goal ball. We know Hurts can throw the goal ball. Bingo. I mean, big plays, explosive plays down the field. I like A.J. Brown to have a great, great night, especially if this is the game plan Spagnuolo goes. Now let's go to Devonta Smith. What would you say? I mean, he's can do these go ball type routes, but to me, he also has a bit of a different element. Would you not agree compared to AJ Brown, a little more slender, where they call him skinny Batman, skinny Batman, skinny Batman. So now all of a sudden, let's say the Eagles are actually getting, you know, burned a little bit. This O-line, I don't think it's going to happen. It gets confused. Spagnuolo dials up some pressures. We talked about it on the other side of the ball, but Devonte is primarily their screen guy, their bubble guy. And we've seen him in Alabama. We've seen him in the league. This guy's got electric speed and can make a man miss. You get Devonta Smith out on the perimeter, and it's very, very, very dangerous. So Devonta Smith, the reason I really like him in this game is not only do I think he's going to eat down the field on some longer developing routes, but he's their guy underneath to kind of get those quick completions. And he's a big game player, man. We saw it at Bama. He national championships, big big touchdowns. When the when the going gets tough, you want Devontae Smith by your side. Let's let's shift it over to the defense. This is a it's a defensive unit that's been just great all season. And my question to you is: When you look at this unit, what impresses you the most? There's a lot of things here, Belly, and it's not taking away from the back end because they have some great DBs and they play well. But the reality is this defensive line, by committee, is special. By committee, we love to talk about Hassan Reddick, and as we should, the guy's had a phenomenal year. But you think of it, every single person they plug in there is extremely good. It's just an unbelievable NFL football player. And where my head goes is specifically the interior D-line. I mean, you've got the youngster in Jordan Davis. You've got Javon Hargrave. Now, all of a sudden, the middle of the year when Jordan Davis got hurt, they got a little beat inside. They gave up some yards on the ground. Front office went out and said, absolutely not. They bring in Linval Joseph. I mean, this man is a mountain out there. They bring in Nadama Sue Belly. I mean, these dudes are, are perennial run stuffers who are also explosive and can get a rush on the passer as well. Now, I mean, you add in there Hassan Reddick, you add in there Fletcher Cox, you add in there Brandon Graham. I mean, the list goes on and on, and these guys can rotate. They can stay fresh. I, I, they can just wear you down. So to me, part of the reason this is the number one pass defense, not taking anything away from the back end of Slay, Bradbury, those guys, when you have a pass rush that's as dynamic as them, third most sacks ever behind the 84 and 85 Bears. Are you kidding me? Well, it's like you said it earlier in the week as well, right? Uh People always look at defenses and go, oh, they're not the 85 Bears. They're not the 85 Bears. This, this defense, statistically, they're right up there with them. And, uh, like, I just – I can't wait to see them take on Mahomes. It's a great defensive unit taking on an all-time great quarterback, and I, I just cannot wait to watch it. And what else I cannot wait to watch is our next segment because what you don't know, Luke, is that I snuck out of Toronto yesterday, and I, I floated on down to Arizona – 
And I got a firsthand look at some stuff. I was taking a look at Gatorade colors. I was looking at the at the coin that they're using in the coin toss. So we're going to take another break here. If you wanted to be a second sponsor for the podcast, your ad would be here. We'd be talking about your promo codes and all that stuff. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the flip side with some prop bets and uh, some more betting talk. One night, might have played that video. Oh, shit. A hundred thousand times. It's cramped up. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, everyone, we got belly at the bowl. Yes, you heard it. Our guy, Luke Bellis, is at State Farm Stadium. Let's bring him in right now. Belly, looks like you're actually at the stadium as we speak. Got to ask, have you been lucky enough to hear a national anthem rehearsal song? How long is this bad boy going to be? Yes, Luke, I'm down here in Arizona, and I can confirm to you after looking into the national anthem that there will be a national anthem played Sunday night before the game. Now, Belly, what can you tell us about the coin toss? Did you get a chance to talk to Andy Reid? Is he a heads or tails guy? I've heard a lot of things. You know, where are they leaning this year? Yeah, that's a great question, Luke. Um, I wish I had an answer for you. I came down to Arizona on my own. Uh, I have no media credits. I tried to go to media night the other day to speak with Andy Reid about this exact question. Uh, I bumped into him at an In-N-Out burger. He had different things on his mind. So let me see. My coin says heads. I can see we've got started hitting journalism here with belly at the bull. So let's keep the... Let's keep the tough questions coming. The Rihanna Halftime Show, Belly. What's the first song going to be? What can you tell us? Yeah, so I was out at dinner with Rihanna last night. She gave me the full breakdown of her set list. However, I'm sworn to secrecy. Um, I fear Rihanna a lot. So if I tell you what song will be played first, I would have to get out of Arizona immediately. Another hard hitting, you know, you put your you put your rep on the line. It sounds like you put your life on the line for some Guys, journalism last night. Hey, Luke? And Luke? now we're having audio issues. Guy, I can they hear me? Can you hear me? Luke? I I, I can hear you fine. <sighs> I think we lost him. <laughs> Luke? Are you, are you, I'm assuming you're trying to get me to say, what's my name? Luke, Luke, are you there? Yes, Luke. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Okay. So I, I had dinner with Rihanna last night. Um, we, I can't we got, we did hear that on, on, we did hear that on the pod. Oh, okay. Then how'd it go? Well, it was a great dinner. She's a lovely woman, but she terrifies me. So I can't share any of the conversation. Perfect. Love to hear it. Okay, well, let's try another question here. We still got some time. Uh, Belly, you've been on the scene in Arizona now for approximately 30 minutes. Uh, seen any celebrities? You know, somebody you might perhaps see at the halftime. Maybe someone else was at the dinner with you and Rihanna. Yeah, Luke, I did happen to bump into uh, PGA Tour golfer Hayden Buckley. Thursday evening following his round at the Waste Management, currently the 107th ranked golfer on the planet. Um, I liked him to T40 this week at the Waste Management. So if he T40s, he'll cash that at plus 180. 
and maybe he'll be feeling good and go to the Super Bowl after. And I've played about seven total rounds of golf in my 33 years of life, so I have no idea anything that you just said. Okay, we're getting towards the end here. Belly at the bowl. We're closing in. I'm a big blue Gatorade guy. Any chance while you've been at State Farm Stadium, maybe perhaps you've uh, noticed what Gatorade's being brewed up in the jugs? Yeah, Luke, this was the question I've been waiting for all day since I came down to Arizona. This was the exact reason you wanted me to come down here, scope out that Gatorade color. I can tell you with 100% certainty that if the Philadelphia Eagles win this game on Sunday, the Gatorade And uh, we actually looked like we might have had a concrete answer um, for the first out of any of my questions at Belly at the Bowl. <clears throat> Somehow we've had more technical difficulties. So, Luke. Oh, and we're back. Luke. Yep. You got me, Luke. my guy. That's me. That's my name. Okay. Let's just finish on this one. Can you, Belly, can you hear me? Give me a little thumbs up or a little say something. We've got you back here. Perhaps there's bad, bad signal at State Farm Stadium. Will there so, be a power outage? Who knows? I don't know if you guys know this, but I haven't been able to hear Luke for the last three minutes. I'm just really good at reading lips. He asked about a power outage. I checked. All Everything's plugged in. Nothing looks like it's about to blow a fuse or whatever. So um, I'd be willing to say that there probably won't be a power outage Sunday night at the Super Bowl. You could you could hold me to that one, I think. We got we got some sort of novelty prop out of our guy Belly. Last but not least, in big moments, I always like to thank my mom. You think the Super Bowl MVP also thanks their mom in the moment? Who are they going to thank first? So any ideas? Luke, call me crazy here, but if the Chiefs win this game, what stops Patrick Mahomes from getting up there and thanking his current coaches? Uh, or the training staff, 15 to one at FanDuel. Uh, high ankle sprain three weeks ago. He said after the championship game, he probably wouldn't have played in it if it weren't for the trainers. I don't think the Chiefs win this game, but if Mahomes finds a way to win this MVP, I think it's the coaches uh, first that he thanks. If it's the Eagles, uh, I would advise you to go look at Jalen Hurts' Instagram bio, and that should tell you everything you need to know about the guy who's probably going to win MVP for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's why we have Belly at the Bowl. Belly, appreciate you tuning in from Arizona, and we'll catch you soon. So high up in here, man. One night, might have played that video. Oh, shit. A hundred thousand times. It's cramped up. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, that was certainly interesting. Uh, Luke, there's only one thing left to do and it's make some picks by the pool. We've broken down the Chiefs. You've talked about the Eagles. I've been all the way to Arizona and back trying to figure out the Gatorade colors and all that stuff, but what the people really want to know is who's going to win the game, who's going to win MVP, and what's going to be the correct score. It's tough, but my early lean, I'd say Philadelphia is going to win. Uh, MVP, I think it's got to go to Jalen Hurts. He spreads the ball around. He runs a little bit. He does everything. In the correct score, I'm going to go 31-24 uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. 31-24. It's not shocking to me that you like the over in the final game of the season. <laughs> I do want to get one more pick from you. If it's not going to be Jalen Hurts and if it's not going to be a super high-scoring game, let's say the Eagles win this game 17-14 to maybe. 
right? If there's, is there a defensive player on this Eagles team that you think could maybe snag MVP? For sure. And I got to go with Hassan Reddick. I mean, if, they, if it becomes a game like that, I think Hassan Reddick does enough, perhaps to force a fumble, maybe scoop and score on a sack fumble, a couple sacks, and sometimes he drops in the coverage. So who knows? You know, maybe he gets a little, uh, someone tips the ball up, could be an interception. So long shot MVP, I'm going to go Hassan Reddick. Son Reddick on the defense. If you want a long shot on the Eagles offense, shout out my guy, Andrew Marini, big Philadelphia Eagles fan. He told Kenneth Gainwell, 130 to one. He's been running the rock really good this postseason. He's been taking a lot of snaps away from Miles Sanders. If he pops off a big run, maybe finds it back in the end zone once or twice. Kenneth Gainwell, 130 to one. There's worse bets that I think you can make on the Super Bowl. And Luke, is there anything else you want to t- touch on here before we wrap up? What a What a great finale. Appreciate everybody who's listened in. Belly, I appreciate you. Appreciate Manager Mark. Appreciate Producer Alec. Uh, Without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. And we appreciate everyone that's made it this far into the episode, the Super Bowl special, the all-time podcast with Luke Wilson, Super Bowl special. The acronym spells itself. I've already forgotten it, so I can't repeat it. Again, like Luke said, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you being here. And Luke, I appreciate you. This has been... One hell of a year. Look at us. We started a podcast. We're going to slap FanDuel with a couple of SGPs this week as well. And uh, what a way to end it. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Cue the music. Cue the music.